Today is the 28th day of December. Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible. I am Brian and it is fantastic to be here with you today as we enjoy sort of the final stretch of the year. Mere days, not weeks or months, mere days until we get a fresh start and a brand new shiny sparkly new year and we get to do it again but that is getting out in front of ourselves by at least a few days we have these few days to work through together i'm excited we can take these steps toward the end of the year as a community around the global campfire And uh, our next step leads us back into the book of Zechariah. Today, we will read chapters 12 and 13. A prophecy. The word of the Lord concerning Israel. The Lord who stretches out the heavens who lays the foundation of the earth and who forms the human spirit within a person, declares, I am going to make Jerusalem a cup that sends all the surrounding peoples reeling. Judah will be besieged as well as Jerusalem. On that day, when all the nations of the earth are gathered against her, I will make Jerusalem an immovable rock for all the nations. All who try to move it will injure themselves. On that day I will strike every horse with panic and its rider with madness, declares the Lord. I will keep a watchful eye over Judah, but I will blind all the horses of the nations. Then the clans of Judah will say in their hearts, The people of Jerusalem are strong because the Lord Almighty is their God. On that day I will make the clans of Judah like a fire pot in a wood pile, like a flaming torch among sheaves. They will consume all the surrounding peoples, right and left, but Jerusalem will remain intact in her place. The Lord will save the dwellings of Judah first, so that the honor of the house of David and of Jerusalem's inhabitants may not be greater than that of Judah. On that day, the Lord will shield those who live in Jerusalem so that the feeblest among them will be like David and the house of David will be like God, like the angel of the Lord going before them. On that day, I will set out to destroy all the nations that attack Jerusalem and I will pour out on the house of David and the inhabitants of Jerusalem a spirit of grace and supplication. They will look on me, the one they have pierced, and they will mourn for him as one mourns for an only child and grieve bitterly for him as one grieves for a firstborn son. On that day, the weeping in Jerusalem will be as great as the weeping of Hadad Ramon in the plain of Megiddo. The land will mourn each clan by itself and their wives by themselves, the clan of the house of David and their wives, the clan of the house of Nathan and their wives, 
the clan of the house of Levi and their wives, the clan of Shimei and their wives, and all the rest of the clans and their wives. On that day, a fountain will be opened to the house of David and the inhabitants of Jerusalem to cleanse them from sin and impurity. On that day, I will banish the names of the idols from the land, and they will be remembered no more, declares the Lord Almighty. I will remove both the prophets and the spirit of impurity from the land, and if anyone still prophesies, their father and mother, to whom they were born, will say to them, You must die, because you have told lies in the Lord's name. Then their own parents will stab the one who prophesies. On that day, every prophet will be ashamed of their prophetic vision. They will not put on a prophet's garment of hair in order to deceive. Each will say, I am not a prophet. I am a farmer. The land has been my livelihood since my youth. If someone asks, What are these wounds on your body? They will answer, The wounds I was given at the house of my friends. Awake, sword, against my shepherd, against the man who is close to me, declares the Lord Almighty. Strike the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered and I will turn my hand against the little ones. In the whole land, declares the Lord, two-thirds will be struck down and perish, yet one-third will be left in it. This third I will put into the fire. I will refine them like silver and test them like gold. They will call on my name and I will answer them. I will say, They are my people. And they will say, The Lord is our God. Revelation 19 After this, I heard what sounded like the roar of a great multitude in heaven shouting, Hallelujah! Salvation and glory and power belong to our God, for true and just are his judgments. He has condemned the great prostitute who corrupted the earth by her adulteries. He has avenged on her the blood of his servants. And again they shouted, Hallelujah! The smoke from her goes up forever and ever. The twenty-four elders and the four living creatures fell down and worshipped God, who was seated on the throne, and they cried, Amen, Hallelujah. Then a voice came from the throne saying, Praise our God, all you his servants, you who fear him both great and small. Then I heard what sounded like a great multitude like the roar of rushing waters and like loud peals of thunder shouting, Hallelujah! For the Lord our God Almighty reigns. Let us rejoice and be glad and give him glory. For the wedding of the Lamb has come and his bride has made herself ready. Fine linen, bright and clean, was given to her to wear. 
fine linen stands for the righteous acts of God's holy people. And the angel said to me, Write this. Blessed are those who are invited to the wedding supper of the Lamb. And he added, These are the true words of God. At this I fell at his feet to worship him. But he said to me, Don't do that. I am a fellow servant with you and with your brothers and sisters who hold the testimony of Jesus. Worship God, for it is the spirit of prophecy who bears testimony to Jesus. I saw heaven standing open, and there before me was a white horse whose rider is called Faithful and True. With justice he judges and wages war. His eyes are like blazing fire, and on his head are many crowns. He has a name written on him that no one knows but he himself. He is dressed in a robe dipped in blood, and his name is the Word of God. The armies of heaven were following him, riding on white horses and dressed in fine linen, white and clean. Coming out of his mouth is a sharp sword with which to strike down the nations. He will rule them with an iron scepter. He treads the winepress of the fury of the wrath of God Almighty. On his robe and on his thigh, he has the name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And I saw an angel standing in the sun who cried in a loud voice to all the birds flying in midair, Come, gather together for the great supper of God, so that you may eat the flesh of kings, generals, and the mighty, of horses and their riders, and the flesh of all people, free and slave, great and small. Then I saw the beast and the kings of the earth and their armies gathered together to wage war against the rider on the horse and his army. But the beast was captured, and with it the false prophet who had performed the signs on its behalf. With these signs he had deluded those who had received the mark of the beast and worshipped its image. The two of them were thrown alive into the fiery lake of burning sulfur, the rest were killed with the sword coming out of the mouth of the rider on the horse, and all the birds gorged themselves on their flesh. Psalm 147 Praise the Lord! How good it is to sing praises to our God! How pleasant and fitting to praise Him! The Lord builds up Jerusalem. He gathers the exiles of Israel. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. He determines the number of the stars and calls them each by name. Great is our Lord and mighty in power. His understanding has no limit. The Lord sustains the humble but casts the wicked to the ground. Sing to the Lord with grateful praise. Make music to our God on the harp. He covers the sky with clouds. He supplies the earth with rain and makes grass grow on the hills. He provides food for the cattle 
and for the young ravens when they call. His pleasure is not in the strength of the horse, nor his delight in the legs of the warrior. The Lord delights in those who fear him, who put their hope in his unfailing love. Extol the Lord, Jerusalem. Praise your God, Zion. He strengthens the bars of your gates and blesses your people within you. He grants peace to your borders and satisfies you with the finest of wheat. He sends his command to the earth. His word runs swiftly. He spreads the snow like wool and scatters the frost like ashes. He hurls down his hail like pebbles. Who can withstand his icy blast? He sends his word and melts them. He stirs up his breezes and the waters flow. He has revealed his word to Jacob, his laws and decrees to Israel. He has done this for no other nation. They do not know his laws. Praise the Lord. Proverbs 31 1 through 7. The sayings of King Lemuel, an inspired utterance his mother taught him. Listen, my son. Listen, son of my womb. Listen, my son. The answer to my prayers. Do not spend your strength on women, your vigor on those who ruin kings. It is not for kings, Lemuel. It is not for kings to drink wine, not for rulers to crave beer, lest they drink and forget what has been decreed and deprive all the oppressed of their rights. Let beer be for those who are perishing, wine for those who are in anguish. Let them drink and forget their poverty and remember their misery no more. Okay, so we are continuing our journey through the last week of the year. This strangest of all weeks, maybe not strangest of all weeks, I don't know. It's one of the strangest weeks of the year for me to experience that. that It's like a lull before a brand new start. And even if it's a busy week, even if it's got travel in it or whatever is going on, it's just different than any other week of the year. It's almost like inside. In our interior lives, we can sense that something is coming to a close and that there is a new beginning, which is why we begin to think of what the new beginning is going to look like, which is why we ultimately end up forming our New Year's resolutions. I'm not sure we would do that if there weren't this lull, like Christmas comes and then New Year's comes and there's this one week gap where even if it's a normal week, it still feels a little different than any other week. And I'm starting starting to see things show up in the news and on social media, like these sort of reflective posts or like a look back at the year and some of the major events that happened in a year. And then we read through those articles and go, oh, I forgot about that. That was this year. Or... Um, you know, like pieces on who we lost this year in entertainment or sport, like people who 
are celebrated, our celebrities, people who are known, who we've lost this year. And so as we move through this week, we also look to the scriptures, especially since we're being a little more reflective than normal and setting some goals and making some hopes and dreams for what this brand new sparkly year that is upon us is going to look like. We look to the scriptures to speak into that and give us some things to carry forward, which is what the scriptures have been doing all year. And this week is no different. In the book of Psalms today, we have something to carry us forward toward the new year. In the Psalms, we're told, The Lord delights in those who fear him, who put their hope in his unfailing love. And so hope here is the expectancy, the the longing, the waiting for something that we desire to come to pass. We have all kinds of hopes and we have desired outcomes attached to those different hopes. Like for example, if we have a career and we have a family and we're thinking about what the later years of our lives might look like. And we're we're having those kind of conversations and thoughts. And we decide what we need to do is save money. Like we need to save money so that we can have some stability and some predictability as we get older. That's not an uncommon thought. There are all kinds of TV commercials inviting us into that, that scenario and that, that conversation. And so we take a little bit of money that we have And we put it into some kind of fund for our retirement, for our later years. And we add to it. And then we wait because those latter years haven't come yet. And what we're doing is saving up, putting hope in the expectation that we will have the resources that we need later The kind of person that Psalms is describing today is a person who has invested their hope. And what they are investing their hope in is the unfailing love of God. And what would the payoff be? That the Lord might delight in them. So here's the deal. We might be making resolutions. Most of the resolutions that we make are focused around ourselves or include ourselves, whether whether it's a spiritual goal or whether it's just a goal like to get more healthy or to get a better job. And that's not inherently selfish. We're reflecting on how to improve, how to be better people. But if we stop, take two steps back from that list for a second and think, How might my life be changed if my goal were to become the Lord's delight? How can I invest in that? Put all your hope chips in one basket. Put your hope in God and be in awe and fear of the Lord. And then wait. Wait expectantly in his unfailing love 
and the Lord will delight in you. That has got to go on the list, right? And then we realize so many of our goals are outside in. Like if I can rearrange things, if I can get a promotion, if I can get more healthy, if I can save more money, then then how my life feels will be better. When actually it's inside out. The peace of the Lord within us spills out into every eventuality of our lives. So let's give it some thought today in these final days of the year that we invest our hope in God and wait expectantly in his unfailing love and the Lord will delight in us. And Father, that is our desire that you would delight in us. We, your children, that we would make you proud. And throughout this year and throughout the scriptures, we have learned that we are, whether whether we recognize it or not, we are utterly dependent upon you. There is nowhere else to put our hope. And so our hope is in you. And we wait expectantly in your unfailing love that you might delight in us. Come Holy Spirit and lead us into what that looks like for us as we contemplate the changing of the year. We pray in the name of Jesus expectantly. Amen. DailyAudioBible.com is home base, and it is where you find out what is going on around here. The Daily Audio Bible app does that as well, and that puts it in the palm of your hand. You can download the app from whatever app store works with your device, your smart device, maybe your brand new Christmas phone or tablet. It'll work there. Just look for, uh, for Daily Audio Bible in the app store, and you can download it for free. And so check that out. While you're doing checking out, check out the Daily Audio Bible shop. There are resources there for the journey that we are on uh, that, that never really ends. We end years, but then we start a new year and move forward. And so we're preparing for what comes next in 2023. So uh, check out the resources that are available in the Daily Audio Bible shop. If you want to partner with the Daily Audio Bible, if this mission that we've shared together to bring the spoken word of God read fresh every day and offered freely to anyone who will listen anywhere on this planet, any time of day or night, and to build community around that rhythm of showing up every day. And uh, that's what we call the global campfire. If that is life-giving to you, then thank you humbly in these last days of the year for your partnership. There is a link on the homepage at dailyaudiobible.com. If you're using the app, you can press the give button in the upper right hand corner. Or the mailing address is P.O. Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee, 37174. 
And as always, if you have a prayer request or encouragement, you can hit the hotline button in the app. That's the little red button up at the top. Or you can dial 877-942-4253. And that's it for today. I'm Brian. I love you. And I'll be waiting for you here tomorrow. Hello, DAB family. It's December 22, and this is Greg from Southwest Sweden, near to Gothenburg, about an hour away from there. I thank the Lord for Brian and DAB. First uh, Corinthians 14:20 reminds me that the Holy Spirit brings out adult thinking, maturity, and innocence regarding evil. And I can hear this in the Harding family when they read and the comments around what they read in the Bible. We stick around, we grow. I'm praying for my wife to be relieved from work stress. Her ideal is to retire to work part-time and I'm studying language and uh, I haven't been able to, f- to, to, to find work so far because of needing to finish my course. Is that I'm trying to find something I can do in the meantime in a country where English isn't the first language. I'm praying for my mother-in-law, Ava, to stop throwing up all the food she eats immediately after eating and for um, that her heart will hold up and that she won't feel so much pain as she goes through life. So it's for work stress off Begita and for my mother-in-law. Thank you. Sorry, Miss Family Christmas. I just want to say Merry Christmas to everyone on DAB. I'm remembering Victoria Soldier, Blind Tony, our sister from Maryland. And... Um, Everyone else I haven't mentioned, you are remembered in prayer. God bless. Heidi ho, siblings. Or should I say, Heidi ho, 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 siblings. It's your little sis, his little Cherie in Canada, just days away from Christmas. And I am sitting at my chapel table this morning. It's minus 30 degrees Celsius out. I don't know what that is Fahrenheit, something like um cold <laughs> cold times 20 um and god has been at work painting his diamond uh canvas or painting on the canvas of my window a beautiful intricate feathered a diamond painting and Uh, I think that our friend uh, from Junk to Treasure requested that next time this happened that I would post a picture. So I'm going to try and do that, take a picture of this gorgeous thing and post it on the friends page so that you guys can see um, how beautiful it can be when God decides to turn something bitter and harsh into something lovely. Uh, I don't know. I think he does his best artistry in really brutal conditions. So I just wanted to remind you of that today. If it feels like it's minus 30, minus 30 in your soul, uh, look for how God might be painting a diamond picture on that canvas. I love you guys. Thank you for listening to my little chapel table reports. And... Merry Howdy y'all, this is Joey Bell from 
wish for new York. I want to wish y'all a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And as we read in Psalms, it says to come early in the morning. Hi, family. This is Purely Pampered of Maine. Today is Thursday, December 22nd. And on behalf of all of us, I wanted to call and say thank you to Brian for adding in the Revelation commentary at the end of the day's programs. I'd forgotten how you went through it in detail a few years back. I'm appreciating how you give us a survey of the prevailing scholarly views on trying to understand what is in this letter. Listening to it again is my Christmas present this year. I'll end with the thought that Brian closed with at the end of today's broadcast about taking the long view. And to each of us coping with loss this season, may the thought he shared bring you peace and contentment right now. He said, the end of our physicality isn't the end of anything. I love you, family. Bye for now. Hi, this is Carol. Um, I just listened to the prayers uh, on December 22nd. And Victorious, I think I'm getting your name right. Um, your prayer really touched me today in that it was so selfless, especially praying for first responders and people who are out there in this horrible weather in sometimes tragic circumstances, just helping other people while their families are at home celebrating or whatever. And to those of you who are alone this holiday season, as I am, whose family has either rejected you or doesn't want anything to do with you, or you know they're happy and celebrating and you're sitting at home alone, feeling alone, please don't, don't think you're alone, you're not. Many of us are in that position and I just pray for all of you. Um, I could list a bunch of stuff I'd need prayer for, but I I think, you know, my way of celebrating the holidays is just saying I hope you all have a better year and that, that you're, you're feeling comforted and somehow your prayers are answered and if not, you'll, you'll have the strength to get through whatever your particular needs are this time of year. It's not joyous for a lot of us. It's very difficult for a lot of us and I feel that with you. But um, Victorious, your prayer especially, being so selfless, God bless you for that and I hope all of you get touched in some wonderful way by the Lord this coming year. It may not be easy, but we're in it together. We're all human, and we all are in pain in some way, even those that may not seem like they are. So happy holidays, everyone, even if that doesn't mean always a smile. It might mean a tear, but you're not alone. God bless you all. Hi, this is Amy in Olympia, Washington, and I've been following along with the, uh, the Revelation notes at the end. And wow, Brian, I just have to say, like, it has been so helpful, and I feel like the overview has just been so good and your breakdown has been just really understandable and um, I had kind of been like 
like just put off by revelation um, just like for a while because like years ago I did um, an inductive study with a Bible study and it just was really overwhelming and just like too much for me at the time with like two little kids I was already overwhelmed and I feel like it really put me off and made like revelation really like I don't know it's just like kind of scary and I just didn't want to I didn't even want to read it um, but I just wanted to say like for anyone that's been just intimidated by Revelation, um, I feel like you should go back and listen to uh, what Brian has been saying at the end the last few days because I just feel like it's just made Revelation a lot more approachable for me and just, um, just it's been so helpful. Um, I also just wanted to say um, to the dad that uh, just put his autistic son in the um, the the state's uh the state's care i just want to say that um, my heart goes out to you and i've been praying for you um i have a brother that i'm probably going to be taking care of someday so um my heart is with you and i just want to know that you're in my prayers thanks guys bye okay so clearly we only have a few days left in this year so clearly we are coming to the final days in the book of Revelation as well, which we've been kind of diving into this year. And today we, uh, we come to a great banquet, but also a great battle in which the dark, uh, the, the dark forces of the evil one are conquered and the evil one itself is done away with. And the scene begins with loud a huge crowd from heaven saying hallelujah salvation glory and power belong to our god his judgments are true and fair he has condemned the notorious prostitute who corrupted the world with her sexual sins he has taken revenge on her for the blood of his servants and of course this is coming on the heels of what we read yesterday in the downfall of babylon this world system ruled by evil fractures implodes is judged falls is done away with so we should observe the contrasts that are happening in today's reading right so babylon these dark forces of evil that have been controlling the world they fall apart they've been condemned the notorious prostitute that is this whole system has been condemned because it corrupted the world with her sexual sins so we could, you know, certainly go like, okay, this this evil empire is very, very sexual in nature. And so this is uh, definitely speaking about sexuality. But also we should understand that this kind of language from an allegorical perspective or a figurative view is about union. I mean, at the most basic level, that's what sex is. Union. Giving yourself over to someone. So these dark forces demanded worship, demanded loyalty and allegiance, demanded union. And the result of that was a war on God's people, a cosmic attempt to stamp out God's plan. That is in stark contrast to the second song or poem coming from this large crowd that, that is so big it sounds like raging waters. On the one hand, they're uh, applauding and worshiping God for the, the judgment, the downfall of evil. But then they have more to say. Hallelujah. 
The Lord our God, the Almighty, has become King. Let us rejoice, be happy, and give Him glory because it's time for the marriage of the Lamb. His bride has made herself ready. She has been given the privilege of wearing dazzling, pure linen. So contrasted with the great prostitute or whore of Babylon, this bride was true and faithful and sought union with no one but God and gave her loyalty and devotion to no one but God. And then in the next scene, we see heaven standing open There's a white horse with a rider on it named Faithful and True. And uh, he's he's going to battle. And the armies of heaven wearing pure white linen, like we just talked about, are following along on white horses of their own. And a sharp sword comes out of his mouth to defeat the nations. Some scholars would say these are the angel armies. This is uh, Jesus with uh, the angel armies uh, going to finish the judgment, finish the final battle. While other scholars would say, no, this, this, these are God's people going along with Jesus to finish this final battle so that this banquet can begin. And an angel cries out to the birds, come gather for the great banquet of God. Eat the flesh of kings, generals, warriors, horses, and their riders, and all free people and slaves, both important and insignificant people. And it's been noted that this is probably a parody. So on the one hand, there is this great banquet, this great wedding feast, where darkness and evil have no place. And not only just have no place, it doesn't exist. This beautiful banquet, this consummation of all things being made new. And that contrasts with what the angel is saying to the birds. This is going to be this great banquet for you because all evil is being extinguished. So it's like two sides of the same coin. On the one side, there is judgment. On the other side, there is salvation. And so the battle commences, and the beast and the false prophet, who had done miracles for the beast, were captured and were subsequently thrown into the fiery lake of burning sulfur. So the forces that were at work in this dark, evil kingdom were cast away. And the rider on the horse, on the white horse, had a sword coming out of his mouth and finished the battle. And a great banquet happened for the birds, even as a great banquet in heaven is getting ready to begin. Father, we thank you for your word. This is the 362nd day of this year, and every day we have feasted upon your word. And there are just a few days remaining, and we invite your Holy Spirit to continue to speak deeply to us, transforming us on so many levels. We are most certainly at the place that we can look in the mirror and see that we're not the same as we were when we started this journey on January 1st. And we're thankful for that. We've been through plenty. It's been a challenging year. But you have been faithful. And you have guided us through your word and through the power of your Holy Spirit. And we're grateful. This builds confidence in our faith. You are maturing us. 
And so we welcome this to continue. And even though we will finish this year and we will finish it well, we look forward to all that you will speak to us through your word in the coming year. Come Holy Spirit, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.